Graham Couch, Couch in the Rube podcast, and also opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, uh, joins us. He's listening now at AM 730. The Huge Show is back live weekday afternoons, 3 until 6 in Lansing. How you doing, Graham? I'm doing well, Bill. Hey, uh, yeah, no, it, it is a it is a different Michigan State wow. team than the last time we talked. God, that's what I mean. I, we talked last. I mean, it was a week ago, six days ago, whatever it was. And you're wondering is is this team going to be able to finish 500 uh, above 500 on the season? And now you look at how they played, and there, there's not a game remaining on their schedule if they play the way they did the last two that they they could not win. I'm not saying they're going to win out, but. They are now back in that conversation of the NCAA tournament, uh, upper third of the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it was interesting just to watch. I mean, they played okay, actually, at Nebraska. Nebraska had a big win at Kansas State since then. So I think one of the things that sometimes happens early in seasons is we don't know what the other teams are, right? That was James Madison, which is still a terrific team. and and uh, And so sometimes you don't, you react and your perception is formed of a team, but Michigan state's problems were, were very much real early on as well. And a, a few things have changed. One, it started with just sort of a, I, I think the Baylor game came up at the perfect time. It was a Baylor team. That's a little bit overrated. I don't think that's quite a top 10 team. They're a really good offensive team, but it was also in a setting that felt big at little Caesars arena it was, you know, and a group of guys that have played in those in, in those sort of settings before, and it just felt like it was a time they had to do something. And I think uh, it's a veteran group that, that um, you know, really rose to the occasion. And, you know, w- when they play defensively like they did against Baylor and like they did for much of the game against Oakland, they're just they've, – they've got a lot of switchable parts. They've got a backcourt that can give you all sorts of problems. And that's just something that a lot of teams are going to struggle to counter. They took Baylor completely out of what they wanted to do. And then they're able to run. And when they run, everybody feels better. The offense comes easier. They get extra points. Uh, People get in rhythms. And and you've just seen their guard. I mean, A.J. Hogard, he's played a few good games in a row now. But the last two, just in complete control. Um, and you know, even you know, Trey Holloman's played better. Jeremy Fears has played better. Everybody seems to be coming alive at the right time, and and and, and maybe just in time. Um, and uh, it's it's made a difference on the scoreboard. Yeah, uh, just a, a an amazing transformation. And I know one thing I heard is, so I think it was in the post game after the Baylor win, Graham, where Izzo really relishes having quality practice time where him and his staff and his players all can come together and improve on what they need to get better on. Yeah. And he's, he's been able to have, you know, one of the things he's had from the beginning because they have good depth is really good five on five practices. So, I mean, you think about what a five on five practice looks like for them and the, the type of guys were on the floor and it's fears versus Hogard and fears and Holloman and versus Hogard and Tyson Walker. And it's, um, you know, Cohen Carr, and, uh, and and against Akins and, and or, or or down low against Malik Hall and it's just uh, the, the types of practices they're able to have they're able to face second units that are often you know going to be better than some teams that they face and so they get that every day I, I you know the other thing that's you know I, I do think and I I don't want to say that they, I don't think they were they were bored or anything like that but I think there were some some figuring out of 
what things were going to be with the new pieces that came in and the guys coming back and some things were more different for those guys coming back than maybe I realized. I think for uh, A.J. Hogard, I, I, I do think it bothered him a little bit and how he played having Jeremy Fears over his shoulder. And, you know, it was it's pretty clear now when Hogard's playing well, I mean, he's he's the guy, right? And, and that's and I, so I think he had to get over that. I think for some of the young guys, it was, you know, Jeremy Fears Jr., as good as he is, and he's played exceptional the last couple of games, he is not as good yet as Tyson Walker was as the backup point guard in key moments a year ago. So they weren't even as good there as well. And so I think there were a lot of things. Cohen Carr, for all the dunks, is starting to figure out where he's supposed to be defensively. And then you see what he does with the help side defense and blocking that alley-oop attempt against Baylor and all that sort of stuff. That's that's a play he would not have made three weeks ago. So you're seeing a freshman grow into things and you're seeing a team just sort of figure out uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of things together. And, and uh, I think there's some role definition that, that, that sort of happened and that's made a difference. So when you look at this team moving forward, as he found his right rotation, uh, do the players understand their roles? Uh, was this past two games, the foundation for Izzo and the Spartans to go on a run to end the season? Well, they're still going to get Jackson Kohler back, which I think will change them a little bit offensively and I think help them. Now, what will he, you know, the question is always going to be defensively with him because there are times what you've seen is really good ball screen defense, especially from Sissoko and Cooper. And, you know, do you give something up on the other end? But he will change who they are offensively when he's in the game, I think, for the better. So there's there's another gear. We still haven't seen Jade Makins, I think, find his level offensively where he's consistent. Um, but I do think he is, there are certain things he's found. And I think the guys are very comfortable with, and, 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 and Hogard is is such a key to them. I mean, it really, I mean, because Walker is the constant, and, and we all know he's an exceptional college basketball player. When Hogard is the force that he's been of late, what that does for Walker, what that does to other teams, it, it, he, they just become so difficult to guard and, and they can do so much defensively. And it, um, it's hard to trust AJ Hogard because we've seen him fade away a little bit, but he does seem dialed in. He says the right things. It's not that he won't have a game or two. There will be a swoon in this season where people are frustrated or something goes wrong. It just, it tends to happen, but um, they certainly look like a team that's, that's found some focus and some purpose and, and is reinvigorated. I agree. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host Couch of the Room podcast, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Your thoughts on the start without any time on the sidelines, but the job that Jonathan Smith has done since taking over uh, the Michigan State football program here on the eve of his first signing day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a crazy time for new coaches because it's not really fair to them, right? You've got the, everything going on, and you, you've got to sign a class in your first three weeks, hire a staff, um, you know, the portal, everything. Keep your own roster intact. It's a lot. It's too much. They need to move the signing day. But he's got 14 verbal commitments, from what I understand about right now, and um, he's got some guys that, you know, as expected, some guys that have been sort of flipped out of, the, out of MAC programs, guys I think they can develop. They've kept some guys who were a couple guys who were higher ranked guys. He's got some good guys who were um, commits to Oregon State or that they were in on there. And so it's a real mixed class, but I think he's done a nice job of getting together a class with a lot of intrigue. And of course, the key to that, getting, getting the quarterback, which 
means you've got a functioning NIL system in place. Um, Aiden Childs is not free, <laughs> even though they had the previous relationship with Jonathan Smith. And, and so you, you right away have a guy who uh, could be a playmaker at that position, got three years left of eligibility, and uh, you got to build a team around him, gives him a chance. But that's a, that's a pretty good start. Graham, uh, enjoy your Christmas. Thank you for your time here on the huge show across Michigan. You too, Bill. Take care.